everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 15th. Today we're going to continue along in this week's Come Follow Me block by taking a look at Section 39 of the Doctrine and Covenants. Now, Section 39 is very interesting. It goes hand in hand with Section 40. But the thing that's fascinating to me about this section is that it's going to teach us about a man that we would literally know nothing about had it not been for these sections. And it's a good thing we have these sections because they teach us a principle that's so important to understand and to live. Now, the man that I'm talking about, his name is James Koval. If you're studying a Doctrine and Covenants earlier than 2013, you might see his name as being James Coville. And there's a few different things that are different from him. The original manuscript for the Doctrine and Covenants just said James C. And so historians did their best with the information that they had about him and about this section. They knew that he was a minister, things like that. And they determined that it was James Coville. However, after greater study, they learned that James Coville was a Baptist minister and that he lived far away from Joseph Smith, and they figured it wasn't super likely that it was actually James Coville because the records that they had, the story that they had, actually made them believe that it was a Methodist minister, not a Baptist minister. So they went back to work searching the area, doing the history, and determined it was more likely that it was actually James Covell who was a Methodist minister who lived within 10 minutes of where Joseph Smith was at the time. So from the 2013 set of scriptures on, we actually have his name as being James Covell, not James Coville, and we have him being a Methodist minister, not a Baptist minister. But that's not the most important thing about him. (laughs) Just a, a little piece of interesting history, but not the most important thing to know about James Covell, who was this minister. Something that's important to know about him is he met Joseph Smith, he met the saints, and he was interested in the story. He was interested in the religion and interested in Joseph as a prophet. So he approached Joseph, told Joseph that he wanted to receive a revelation from God, and that whatever God told him to do, he would do it. He would follow. But here is the fascinating part. This revelation, section 39, was given to James Covell on January 5th of 1831. Here on January 5th, James Covell is saying, anything that the Lord asked me to do through the prophet Joseph Smith, I will happily do it. And yet if we turn the page and go to section 40, it's only one day later. It's January 6th of 1831. And already we learn from the Lord that James had broken the covenant that he had made to listen and to obey. And he had returned to his Methodist faith to be a minister again. It's so easy sometimes to say that we'll follow, to say that we'll do things. But when we're faced with it, when we're up against it, we have a choice to make, whether we're going to be like James Covell or whether we're going to be strong in our word and in our conviction. So with that backstory in mind, let's jump into section 39 Knowing that backstory makes this introduction of the Lord so much more interesting to me. Remember, as we've searched the Doctrine and Covenants this year, we found that it is not unusual in a revelation for the Lord to start out by introducing himself, saying who he is. But there's something about this revelation that is unique, I think. It says, hearken and listen to the voice of him who is from all eternity to all eternity. 
the great I am, even Jesus Christ, the light and the life of the world, a light which shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not, the same which came in the meridian of time unto mine own, and mine own received me not. So let's break that down, and then we'll talk about something that makes this different than any other introduction that the Lord gives of himself in the Doctrine and Covenants. The first verse isn't hugely different from any other introduction we've seen, saying, I am the great I am, introducing himself as who he is, saying that he's endless from eternity to eternity, kind of setting up his majesty and really giving us that awe-inspiring look at who he is. But then he goes on and he says, the light and life of the world, a light which shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. That's a description of the Lord that we see in James chapter one, and it's being echoed here in section 39. And it's just a fascinating way to describe himself. If you've ever been in complete darkness, it's pretty intense. There's a cave that we used to go to when I was a kid and you would get all the way to the end of the cave, which was miles back, and they would turn off the lights. And you were in absolute, complete darkness. And then they would tell everyone to spin a circle and point to where they thought the exit was. And because it was so dark, everyone was pointing in different directions. You just completely lose all sense of direction. But the fascinating thing is that I remember one time we were in that cave and it was completely dark and the tour guide just lit a match. That's it. Here we are in this massive cave. And yet in all that space, in all that darkness, all it took to bring back light was just a match and it could expel that darkness. When a bright light is brought into a dark room, it changes the room. It changed that cave completely. And so you would think that here the light and the life of the world comes into a dark world and changes that world. You would think it would be easy to recognize, easy to spot, easy to see and follow. But we're told here that even though he was the light that shined in darkness, the world was so spiritually blind, so corrupt, so lost that they couldn't see him and they couldn't comprehend him. And then it goes on and it says, the same which came in the meridian of time unto mine own, and mine own received me not. Now, I just did a quick search. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that so far in the Doctrine and Covenants of all the different sections that the Lord has introduced himself, not once has he talked about anyone rejecting him. He says, I'm the great I am. He says that he sacrificed for our sins, that he's our redeemer. He talks about all these other things, but none of them as of yet talks about him being rejected by his own. Now here you have a section given to James Coble, a preacher of 40 years, a man who you could say was Christ's own. He dedicated his life to knowing Christ, dedicated his profession to bringing others to Christ. And here in this section, Christ is coming unto him. He's a light shining in darkness, but the darkness is going to comprehend it not. The Savior here in this section is coming to his own, but as we know, his own is going to receive him not. James Covell is kind of the classic example of overpromise and underdeliver. He made a covenant to receive the revelation that was given to him and to follow, and yet he didn't do it. Maybe it 
felt too hard. Maybe it felt too overwhelming. But the simple truth was, is that for whatever reason, he chose not to follow the Lord. My friends, I believe that this section is in here as a warning to us that whatever the Savior asks us to do, whether it's to be baptized and to serve a mission, whether it's to sell all that we have and give it to the poor and to follow him, whether it's simply to sustain his leaders, to obey him and to keep the commandments, our faith in the Savior and knowing who he is gives us strength to do whatever he asks us to do. Elder Bednar once said, Strong faith in the Savior is submissively accepting of his will and timing in our lives, even if the outcome is not what we hoped for or wanted. My friends, we all, in some way or another, have covenanted to follow him. We've covenanted to obey and to do the things that he would have us do. And that covenant is all-inclusive. There might be times when we don't understand why. There might be times when we find it hard to do. But we don't want to be the type that overpromises and underdelivers when it comes to the Savior. So with faith in Him and trusting Him, we turn our will over to Him to follow Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.